Welcome back to One Book That Changed My Life, where entrepreneurs and experts share one book and the life-changing principles they applied. If you love that flash, that spark of inspiration when a great idea just leaps off the page at you, but you don't have time for all the amazing books you run across, then this podcast is designed for you. In each episode, you'll discover business books, past and present, that are changing the lives of people just like you and come away with insights you can put into action right now. So let's jump into the latest book. Welcome back to the show. Tim Fitzpatrick is here. Uh, We're talking about The Slight Edge with Jeff Olson, how it's impacted his life, some of the things that uh, stuck uh, stuck out, basically. A um, few bullet points that we'll get into. And uh, this is one of those where I haven't read the book. So I love learning about books that I may have missed. It seems like this came out about eight, nine years ago. And uh, this would have been before I actually started my my agency. I think, Tim, you're in business for longer than I have. So you're probably already in business by that time. Um, but I love learning about books that I missed uh, just because of the cutoff, uh, you know, which is being a couple of years before I jumped into this thing. So first of all, just to set the scene a little bit, uh, you are a marketing expert. We've had you on my other show, Real Estate Uncensored. We had a blast talking about marketing. So you're you're <laughs> definitely a marketing guy. You got a little bit of a background uh, similarly in, you know, in ties to real estate and things like that. But uh, when somebody runs across you and you feel like they're an ideal client, what do you tell them that you do? So I tell them that we what we find is a lot of business owners out there are just battling information overload when it comes to marketing. Mm-hmm. They feel totally overwhelmed. So what we do is we help businesses simplify marketing so they can grow with less stress. And we do that by helping them create and implement a marketing plan to communicate the right message to the right people. Love it. That's it. Simple, succinct, to the point. Fantastic. Uh, and by the way, when did you start that? that company? I started it in 2013. Um, where we are today is not what we were doing when I originally started it, but, uh, yeah, it's multiple iterations, but 2013. So I've been doing it for a little while. Yeah. Cause I think you got started in, was it SEO, pure SEO or so actually now? started in mobile app in the mobile app space. Mobile apps. Really? Yeah. And then we, we shifted and got out and you know, like most entrepreneurial journeys, it has not been a straight path. It's a winding road. So yeah, that's all right. That's the best ones. All right. <laughs> so, uh, so you run across this book, set the scene a little bit for me. So the slight edge comes out, it came out in 2013, you encountered it maybe a year or two later. So you'd already started your business. What was the business like? And what was your, your life like when you came across the book? Uh, you know, I, so my business, if I remember correctly at the time, I actually had a partner for the first couple of years. So I was still working with the partner at that point. We were still in the mobile app space. Um, for me, why I reach for this book, I'm one of those people, I, man, I can't learn enough. Like I'm a lifelong learner. I always want to be doing something to just be the better version of myself. Right. And so I, you know, I, the, I, I don't even remember where I heard about the book. Some, I found out about it somehow and I was like, this looks like interesting. I got to dig into this and figure it out. You know, is there something that I can pull from this book that is going to give me an edge over everybody else and help me get to where I want to be? Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, exactly. Which is why most people would pick that up because we're looking for an advantage in the market. And of course, the holy cow, I mean, you're in the you're in the marketing space now. You're kind of in in the digital agency space. We both yeah. essentially play in the same giant sandbox, and it is holy cow, very very yeah. big. <laughs> and it's really hard to find a way to stick out. I mean, whether it's podcast production, uh, you know, I've got some ways that I stand out. But the bottom line is, like, there's since I came along, 
and I went from standing out just by virtue of the fact that I was doing what I was doing to now five years later, I have to get really specific and clear about what our difference is yeah. because the perception is it's not as different as it used to be. Um, and I'm sure you've encountered that. Just I feel like every agency goes through that. You can start off in something super unique and then five years later, just not as unique anymore. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So what's uh so when you thought about doing this interview and you thought about that particular book, do you remember the core idea that that still stuck out to you without even having to go back to the book and look through it again? Yes. So the and first off, so a lot of people might pick this book up going gosh, you know, is this going to be like my silver bullet, right? Uh there is no silver bullet. Um, and the thing that really stuck with me about this book and what he talks about in the book is that it's those little disciplines, principles that we do consistently over time that either make all the difference in the world and help us get to where we want to be, or the, it's if we focus on the wrong things or we just choose not to do those simple disciplines, those are the things that take us down, mm. right? And so it's this book is really about, it's putting in the work right? You never get to where you want to be without putting in the work, but you have to focus on the little, almost seemingly like insignificant things that you need mm -hmm. to do each and every day. And it's those little things that make all the difference in the world. Well, I love that. Yeah. That's very, very in line with um, a book I would have read probably around that general time frame, maybe a couple years earlier. Um, it was called The Power of, the Power of Full Engagement. Yeah, okay. I think it's the power of full engagement. Um, and they gave an example in there, but the tennis player from the 80s, Ivan Lendl, and just how disciplined yeah. he was with his routines. And it was such a, a cool, interesting example because I like tennis anyway. Um, but they talked about just how disciplined he was in his daily routines and his practice schedule, his eating and all this stuff. Um, that really stuck with me. And it got me down the road of building these kind of routines into my daily life. Yep. So I can like, I can point back to like specific things that I did as a result of reading that book and certain like rituals that I started to build into my life life. Is there anything that still sticks out to you now of certain changes you made in your life or in the business? For me, the biggest thing that uh, stuck out was just patience, having patience. Oh, yeah. Um, because so, so many of us think very short term. Hmm. What can I do today to see an immediate result? And the, his whole point in the book is, look, we have to, you have to show up consistently. Most people, if you show up, you beat half the people out there because most people <laughs> don't show up. So it yeah. was like, look, you got to show up. You have to be consistent, right? You have to do it long-term. You have to have a great attitude about it. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to have faith and that desire to get to where you want to be. You need to be willing to pay the price. And the other thing that stuck with me too was he talked about integrity in the book. And this is something that I have told my kids like over and over again. His definition of integrity from this book is that integrity is you do the right thing when no one's watching. Mm. And that always stuck with me. You know, and it's, it's not only just integrity for everybody else, but it's integrity like to yourself, right? Yes. There's nobody watching you. Are you going to do that one thing, the little thing that you need to do today and tomorrow and the day after to get to where you want to be. And so it's just, it always helped me go back to, gosh, you know, if I'm working on something, I'm like, gosh, this isn't working quite as well as I, I thought it might, but 
it is starting to work. I need to be more patient. I need to give this time, right? You see this, man, with podcasting, it's like people, man, if you are not going to get into this and do this consistently for at least 18 to 24 months, then forget about it. Don't do it because it's not going to work. So, you know, that always stuck with me from this book. Yeah, I was, and that's that's a really good example because it's so true. Uh, I was going to actually going to ask you about that with your agency, and it sounds like you've, yeah, you have some of the same conversations that I do, which is, yeah. it's like, hey, this is this is working, everything is fine, be patient. Um, yeah, there. I was talking to a friend of mine who coaches people in real estate, and he said something completely offhand that I don't think he even realized, and he just made reference to like when you decide, it's like if I'm coaching someone to to lose weight. He's like, my first mission is to make sure they're still going to the gym a year from now. I'm like, that is wildly different from what any personal trainer does, which is apparently to torture you copious amounts of torture right away because they're trying to get you, they're trying to like get like inflict so much short-term pain to get you short-term gains so that you'll stick around when actually the opposite approach is a lot better like build the little disciplines in, start building the discipline of going to the gym in such a way that you'll still be going to the gym a year from now. I'm like, that's such an interesting, just like a different way of looking at things. But I think one thing that's helped me to look at things that way is books like this. Like the, for me, it was like the compound effect, right? Just that that it's the same idea, right? Yes. So Jeff Olson, if I remember correctly, he is uh, he, Darren Hardy worked with Jeff Olson. So that really? I believe that's where the compound effect came from. Ah, so that makes sense. Um, I love it. Yeah. I hope I'm not quoting that wrong, but I seem to remember it being that way. Um, and your example of the gym is a perfect example. And he talks about this in the book. He's like, look, these little disciplines that you need to do every day, they're painful in the beginning, yeah. but when you can work through those, it becomes very easy in the end right? Whereas it's really easy in the beginning to not do the things that you know you need to do, but it becomes much more painful down the road because you didn't get to where you wanted to be. And so the example of the gym, man, it's a pain for most people, right? They got to get up, they're going to the gym. They're like, oh my God, I don't want to do this. But once they can get past that and build the habit, it becomes very easy. Like, I, man, I don't feel right if I don't work out in the morning. I don't even think twice about it. It's like, I have to start my day with a workout. That's it. I don't even think about it. It's a habit now. It has become easy. It is no longer painful. And that's the whole premise behind the book. Let's take a quick break from the conversation. Are you interested in running a podcast like this? Then check out our done for you service and grab a 15 minute podcast brainstorm call. We'll talk through your podcast idea and the business behind it. So you'll know exactly how a podcast can attract ideal clients and bring you five to 10 X return. Schedule your call today at pursuingresults.com. And now let's jump back into the conversation. Like stretching was never something I enjoyed. I'd rather go hit the gym than stretch. I mean, stretching is just torture. Um, (laughs) And uh, I've noticed that as I like got into like mobility, stretching and yoga over the past couple of years, I've noticed that just my body feels better and it's hard to, it's hard to tie it down to like a specific feeling, but it's just like, man, I don't, I I don't have back pain, even though I sit at a desk. Um, I don't like, I don't injure things. I don't pull things very often, you know, just those, those things. Um, And I'm realizing that 
as I'm getting older, which I hate saying that phrase, but it's true. Like I'm, you know, like I'm about to turn 40 in a few months. Uh, like I, I want to, there's certain disciplines like that, that I know that they're painful in the moment because they don't feel super productive right now, but they prevent bad things from happening that can spiral off into really terrible directions. Like one of my friends, uh, he was actually the lead singer of a band I used to play in. He was helping a friend of his move and just mm, wrenched his back a certain way. Uh, he ended up getting then addicted to the painkillers for the back issue oh, and had yeah. multiple back surgeries and went down that whole rabbit hole, yeah. right? Like that that can happen to just about anyone. Yeah. You know, all because, you know, some thinking about those things that both in business and in life, um, yes, they help improve, but they also just prevent really poor outcomes from yeah. from happening. So I don't know if there's anything that comes to mind for you. Is there something that uh, in your life or in your business besides you mentioned the workouts? Is there anything you do as a parent or as a business owner that's kind of like a non-negotiable personal routine for you? Y yes. So there's 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 something else he talks about in the book where he says plan, do, review. Mm -hmm. And my with what we do from a marketing standpoint, it's all based around planning, helping people get the fundamentals in place, creating a plan and then helping implement and manage that plan. And that simple concept of plan to review always stuck with me. Yeah. You know, and he talks about, he's like, look, the plan you start with is not the plan that you're going to, that's going to get you to where you want to be, but you have to start with some type of plan. And so we use that when we work with clients, but we also use it within our own business. Like to me, planning, I don't care if it's marketing or operations or just your overall business man, if you don't have a plan, like you're never going to get anywhere. You're like, you're throwing spaghetti up against the wall, <laughs> seeing what sticks. And yeah. that's just, that's never going to work. Mm -hmm. And so that, that concept of just plan, do review, it's never going to be perfect, but you put a plan in place, yeah. take action on it, review it, what worked, what didn't, Let's update it, make the course corrections. We now have a new plan and we just wash, rinse, repeat. And so I'm, dude, that, that is my philosophy with marketing at this point is yeah. get the fundamentals in place, create your plan, implement, optimize, and you're just circling back around. I know it's so, it's so hard to, uh, and I'm sure everybody, whether you're an agency owner, you could be a coach or a consultant, everybody experiences that frustration. It's, uh, it's hard sometimes to get people into action. Having a plan helps. However, there's those the people that just can't get into action unless they have the perfect plan. And that that right there, just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it, yep. trying to drive home the point that there is no perfect plan. The plan now will never be the plan you finish with if you actually yep. get to the end goal. And the more that you're okay with that, the more you can get into action now, because it's not about the plan being perfect. It's about yep. just having the, the best plan you can put together right now. You know, you're gonna re, you know, iterate yourself you know, all along the way anyway. Yeah. So why not just acknowledge that fact? I mean, that, that kind of approach is filtered all the way down to like how we manage projects inside of our agency. Yeah. You know, we don't have big, long, multi-month projects. It's, Hey, yeah. what can we, it's, it's just total scrum style. What can we do in the next two weeks that'll, that'll move the needle on this thing forward and just hit the next milestone. Cause yeah, I mean, and, and what I found is that <clears throat> just from a leadership perspective, it's way easier because people can't think in those timeframes anyway. 
yeah. you know, they're, they're going, I don't even know if I'm going to work for you in six months. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like in inside, they're not telling me that out, outside, but you know, I mean, that's, that's human nature. It's like, I don't, I don't know if I was still going to be working for you in six months. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. It's, you gotta, he, he just, it, I love his, the philosophy, you know, he's just like, man, you got, we got to keep this simple. Start with the plan can be, the plan should be simple, right? It's as you pointed out, our businesses are evolving too quickly. The market's evolving too quickly. Like year-long plans to me are a freaking waste of paper and a waste of time. I look at planning in 90-day sprints, no matter what it is. Oh, um, and you, it, 90 days is long enough to take action, see things starting to take hold. And then you can make those course corrections and just start another 90-day sprint. Exactly. So, Well, I know someone that needs your coaching. Stuff. His name is Mark Zuckerberg. And he's currently yeah. trying to take over the world and uh, <laughs> he needs to reel it in, reel it in a little bit, plan the next 90 days of the metaverse. And then let's see if that works out before yes. you plan the next 10 years. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, there's a lot of concepts from the book that have just, I don't even, they're just ingrained in me at this point. So yeah. Those are the best books, man. I love those. And, and getting to know what those are for other people because they're they're different. Um, I remember listening to Tim Ferriss talk to Derek Sivers about just the books that impacted them. And and Derek Sivers, one of his you know, favorite books was Tony Robbins. And it came across at like 17 years old. And Tim Ferriss was like, yeah, so I, took, I read that book on your recommendation as a 35-year-old, whatever Tim was at the time. <laughs> didn't hit me. Like, it did, did, did nothing for me. And they were just joking about how like certain books can hit a certain person at a certain time and be absolutely pivotal. And, and the same person, you know, some other person can read that same book and has zero effect on them. Uh, so it's always interesting to find out what those earth shattering, life changing books are for, for somebody else. Uh, Cause it's fun to dig into them and see, see what stood out. So uh, what's the best way for people to reach out and connect with you? Uh, you know, the easiest place is, is our website at rialtomarketing.com. It's R-I-A-L-T-O marketing.com. Uh, if you want to connect with me personally, LinkedIn's the best place. Mm. And that's linkedin.com. What is it? Forward slash in forward slash Tim P as in Paul Fitzpatrick. Mm. Key there. Don't forget the middle initial. Yes. Uh, and then just how does somebody know that they're the right kind of person that should work with you? Um, they they've had some success in their business, but they've hit a, they've hit a ceiling, right? They're not quite sure what that next right step is for them. We can, we can help with that. Most marketing issues can be traced back to a fundamental or two that are misaligned or missing. We can help people put those things in place and then put that plan together. There's a lot of people that have succeeded without a plan. Uh, that doesn't mean that you should do it. And so, um, you know, most of our clients have had some success, but they don't have anybody that really owns their marketing plan and helps them drive that. And that's where we come into play, right? Because to be successful, you have to have a plan, but then you have to implement and execute on it. And that's where we help our clients Love is it. the planning and then the implementation and the execution. Love it. Where very, very well said. I appreciate it, Tim. It was a blast. The book was great. Uh, yeah, that was, this is a really great episode. So I appreciate it. And hopefully everybody checks it out. So rialtomarketing.com. Yep. Awesome. Tim, thanks for being here. Yep. Thanks, Matt. 
Thanks for listening. Thanks for rating and reviewing the show. And especially thank you for sharing the show with other entrepreneurs and experts. Every time you share the show, you're putting life-changing ideas into someone's life. Now, to get the micro-famous field report that helps you turn your expertise into a lifestyle business without spending all day on social media, go to microfamous.substack.com and enter your email to access it for free. That's where you get all my podcast episodes, articles, sketches, videos, everything goes into the microfamous field report. So go to Substack, sign up for that today so you get that, and stay tuned for the next episode of One Book That Changed My Life. We'll see you there.